Thanks for listening to today's episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. The National Waste and Recycling Association is the voice in the nation's capital for the private sector waste and recycling industry. While many of us don't think much about this industry beyond the garbage trucks we see in our neighborhoods, it's essential to maintaining our quality of life, especially during COVID-19. The NWRA's mission is to provide leadership, advocacy, research, education, and safety expertise to promote the waste and recycling industry. In today's podcast, I'm joined by Daryl Smith, President and CEO, and Jonathan Taylor, Manager of Government Affairs, both with NWRA. Daryl and Jonathan discuss the impact of the industry in our day-to-day lives, some of the misconceptions people have about the industry, as well as career opportunities for veterans, ranging from drivers to technicians and even leadership roles. Check out today's show notes for more resources related to careers with the waste and recycling industry. If you have any questions about this podcast or ideas for a future show, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Daryl and Jonathan. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi, Megan. Hi, so I'm really excited to talk to you guys. We've actually been partnered for a little bit now, so I want to tell our candidates kind of about the partnership and maybe what that means to them. So before we get into that, Jonathan, can you tell me a little bit about yourself, um, your background, your career prior to joining NWRA, and then what you're doing now? Sure, sure. So that actually kind of all ties along to uh, one continuous thing, because I I do work for NWRA, but I'm also in the D.C. Army National Guard. So I graduated from the Citadel Military College of South Carolina back in 2019. Upon graduating, I commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army going on to D.C. for Army National Guard. And I also, uh, you know, as soon as I graduated, started working for NWRA the next day. With NWRA, I'm the manager of government affairs. So I do, you know, everything from supporting our federal lobbyists on some issues that we have on a national level, and then also working with some of our chapters on the state level and tackling some of the uh, problems that they have and trying to get those resolved for them. Very cool. And uh, you are located in Washington, D.C., correct? Yep. Awesome. Daryl, how about you? Are you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself as well? Sure, I'm the I'm the president and CEO of NWRA, and um, you know I just like to give Jonathan kudos. I've known Jonathan now for uh, probably five years. Jonathan, does that sound right? And uh, you know Jonathan was actually a, a intern of mine. Um, I I am also a Citadel graduate, and I take um, Citadel interns every year, just about except this year due to COVID. Um, over you know probably the last five years, and uh, Jonathan was my very first intern, and Jonathan went on to do several other things intern-wise before he graduated. But he did start work. The we had to get him started on on an airplane to our big waste conference the day after he started um, after he graduated, and also got commissioned into the military. So he had a he had a busy weekend that weekend, but um, my my background, um, I, I um, graduated from the Citadel as well. Um, I elected not to go into the military, like like most Citadel graduates, they about thirty percent do go into the military, 
And um, you know, the Citadel is a is a great place to work with military leaders. All four branches are represented there. And um, I learned pretty much everything I know about leadership from from the Citadel, and I I can't say enough about that education. And uh, Jonathan's a fine example of uh, somebody that that comes from that program. But after I left the Citadel, I went into the safety and environmental worlds. I I did a lot of work in asbestos and environmental remediation, and I became a safety manager and environmental manager at some very large um, industrial processes, including things like hazardous waste incinerators. And from there, my after my last industry job, I happened to be in the D.C. area, and I entered the public policy world here in Washington, D.C., um, starting with the American Chemistry Council, um, which is the Chemical Industries Trade um, Association. And uh, they hired me due to my technical background, but I um, quickly got up to speed on lobbying and um, and um, advocacy for industries. And I've now represented the chemical industry, the petroleum industry, the mining industry, where I met Jonathan, and um, now the waste industry. Very cool. And so, Daryl, I will tell you, I believe that you are the first CEO other than the Orion CEO that I've had on the podcast. So well, well I wish you could have done better, but I'll, you know, uh, you know I, I've got to say, you know, Orion has been a, a great partnership with us. We, you know, we'll get into all this, but we, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm remiss in, you know, thanking you guys from, from the start for your uh, partnership with us, trying to bring more, uh, more military types into the waste industry, which we which we desperately need. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I I would like you though, Daryl, too, to take a minute to tell our listeners a little bit more about the NWRA. So just maybe even sure. your elevator pitch, so they kind of understand to set the stage before we take a deeper dive. Uh, absolutely. So we're the National Waste and Recycling Association. And we are the trade association for the private sector of the waste and recycling industry. So we represent um, about 700 companies um, in just about every, well, actually in every congressional district in the United States. And our members range from anyone from very large companies like Waste Management and Republic um, to smaller companies that only own a few trucks. And, um, you know, we, we are the voice in Washington, D.C. for the industry. Um, we try to make sure they are well taken care of. Um, we're also the voice for the industry out in all of the states. We have 30 chapters that are, for the most part, state-based, where we try to influence and um, be the voice of the industry out in the state capitals um, throughout the country. And uh, we have staff-wise about 15 employees, and we also have uh, on contract at any time throughout the country about 20 lobbyists. Um, and um, you know, we we um, you know try to make sure we're we're doing right by our members and throughout the country. And it's a lot to keep track of. Um, waste regulations and laws tend to, in a lot of cases, be very local. Um, they can even be down to the city level. So we, you know, we have to keep track of everything that's going on in the country, and we have a great deal of help from our member um, companies, um, with a lot of volunteer help from them as well. So hope that answers your your question. 
Yeah, that's a great overview. So to get into it a little bit more, um, really just talking about the industry, because I know, Daryl, that you mentioned that you know, you really are seeking to hire veterans and get more veterans into this industry and especially within your member companies. I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about this industry when they're transitioning out of the military as, you know, an automatic fit. So I think really to set the stage too, Jonathan, can you tell us a little bit more, maybe provide some facts or statistics about the industry that maybe surprising to people and maybe even show the impact that you guys have on our world and why it's such a you know big industry to be a part of sure. well you know a lot of people when they think of you know they're um you know the guy who comes around their neighborhood picks up their trash they think it's a you know a very small level position they might think yeah there's some couple hundred you know employees throughout their city but in total around the country we have 450,000 employees in the waste and recycling industry and that's about a um, $28 billion payroll each year just going out to these employees. So this, this, the size of our industry is a lot bigger than what a lot of people think. And, you know, that's just, you know, one of the misconceptions that, you know, when some people think about the waste industry. But um, I, I ought to tell you, uh, one of the biggest misconceptions, in my opinion, is just, you know, the, the, the idea of the waste worker. And, you know, the, the, the guy who's picking up your trash from all of the people that I've met, whether it's a driver, uh, someone working at a landfill, or some of the people in the offices, these are a lot of down-to-earth people who know how to get the job done. Mm -hmm. And Daryl, what about you? Are there anything that, since you've been working in this industry, any type of um, facts or statistics that have stood out to you that even maybe surprised you or that you think would be important for our listeners to know? Yeah, well, I'll just echo what Jonathan said about the individuals that work in the industry. When I when I first came on board, I went on a, what we call a ride along um, with um, a waste management driver, actually in downtown D.C. And I was just so impressed with with how hard the, the individual worked, with the amount of knowledge he needed to have, and with the um, you know the sheer energy he had to bring to his job and. And uh, these guys that are that are involved in the industry, they have, you know, a great deal of responsibility. If you can imagine visiting every house in the country uh, twice a week, um, you know, what what kind of um, operation that that must be? Um, you know, the only only organization I know that goes by every house that often is the United States Postal Service. So, you know, if you're a uh, person in the military, you might be able to imagine um, the operational um, effort that takes place to get get the job done, which is very similar, you know, to to what goes on in the military. There there are big jobs to be done with a lot of coordination and uh, a lot of energy that needs to be brought to it. And uh, um, you know, we just think it's an ideal place for military candidates to to seek employment. The um, the the most most of our employees. Um, you know, they're, they're certainly not minimum wage workers. The industry pays um, very well. Um, and that's something we want to get across today is that they're skilled workers um, that are very valued in their companies and that are a part of the big picture. Um, you know, we currently um, have a couple shortages in the industry where there are an abundance of jobs. Um, especially related to drivers, 
Um, if you have your CDL or are interested in getting your CDL, this, this is the place to be. And, you know, when you drive down the highway every day, you'll see signs on just about every tractor and trailer drivers wanted. And that's because the nation has a, a shortage in drivers. And um, one great thing about being a driver for the waste industry is, is the great majority of those positions, you go home at night. You aren't on the road all week and getting home on the weekend. You go home that night, you see your family, um, and it's a, it's a very good job. And uh, um, we also have a shortage of welders and mechanics, diesel mechanics and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's just a, a great um, alignment between a lot of the military skills and a lot of the things we're looking for. And, you know, there's also a lot of personality um, um, alignments as well. People that like to be outside, people that like big toys, such as big garbage trucks, um, people that, that like, you know, to work hard and be able to see the results of their work. And, you know, and it's not just, you know, drivers and it's not just mechanics. There are a lot of um, um, other positions within the industry, just like with any, within any industry, we have accountant positions, we have managers and supervisors, um, we have you know, an abundance of opportunities for, for leaders to come and show what they're made of, and that's why we, we like to talk to the military. And if I could, Daryl, if I could just piggyback off of that real quick. So uh, the military offers um, a lot of these certificates and, and uh, certifications that are really transferable to our waste industry. Like you said before, you know, we have um, our transport guys in the military who come over to the waste industry and they're driving trucks. We have, we're in need of a lot of people with certain uh, certifications on heavy machinery, but also even things like software, like AutoCAD, where we have land surveyors on our landfill. So just the, the, um, the level of, the ability to transfer your skills from the military over to an industry that needs them, that's that's where the waste industry is at for sure. Yeah, and you guys both just gave great answers for that because especially, Jonathan, just going back to what you said at the very beginning that a lot of people, when they think about this industry, they just think about the drivers. And of course, that is a big, a big piece of it. But um, coincidentally, today is trash day in my area. So even as we've been on the phone, I've heard several trucks drive by. So uh, that was not part of the planning in this podcast. So hopefully nobody could hear that in the background. But um, interestingly enough, I think you're very right. And um, that's just something that everyone thinks of, oh, the, the truck drivers. And Daryl, like you said, there is a shortage. And that is something that's very needed. But there's also plenty of space for other skill sets in the military, whether you're a technician or you want to be in a leadership role. And one thing that I was looking at when, before we got on the phone, I was looking at this really cool infographic that you guys have on your website and it really shows the impact. And one of the things that stood out to me is that this industry alone adds a quarter of a trillion dollars to the U S economy. So if that tells anyone, you know, the size of the industry and its impact, that sums it up right there. Um, another cool fact that I saw that you guys handle 258 million tons of waste each year. So like I said, when we're speaking to the size and the impact of the industry, I think those stats alone show that it goes further than just the drivers. There's so many other opportunities and it's an industry that is always going to be around and continue to grow. Exactly. Yeah. I think, um, in, in my personal opinion, one of the things that um, 
at least I was looking at coming out of college was was job security being the main thing. And I know a lot of our military members who are you know getting out of the military, some have families. Uh, looking at that job security is something really keen to them, something really important, especially when you come from a regimented lifestyle that you just went through, you know, and waking up at five o'clock to go PT, nine o'clock first formation, doing things throughout the day till five. They're used to this structured lifestyle. And then all of a sudden they're out and, and it's kind of like you're craving it. So and I would definitely say uh, the, the, the job security side on the waste industry, I mean, there's always going to be trash and we're always going to keep keep our streets clean. So. Mm -hmm. And to that point, Jonathan, I know, especially in today's world, everyone's looking for job security and they're looking for these essential types of positions because really a lot of other industries aren't hiring. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, the DHS uh, back in back in February or March uh, classified our industry as a essential um, industry workforce so we can continue doing operations during the coronavirus COVID-19 outbreak that we have. So we're fully committed, not only just uh, cleaning up our streets, making them look nice, but also stopping the spread of this virus. So just the the. the and that kind of ties along to again what what, what Daryl was talking about on how important our our waste drivers are are the guys who are collecting the trash people at the plants how important they are just to the way that everyday uh, life you know keeps on running so mm -hmm. and I will tell you guys I know that there's a current hiring need um, but if you know if you're willing to wait approximately. I don't know, 15 more years. I have an almost three-year-old that is obsessed with anything related to garbage. <laughs> <stuff. laughs> yeah, we, you know, that's, we, we, uh, we are constantly getting emails and social media posts from kids that love their local uh, waste collector and the waste collectors eat it up as well. And, and uh, they love to, um, you know, stop and say hello to the kids and, uh, um, it's, you know, it's the biggest truck that comes to your neighborhood. So it's understandable. Um, but that's a, that's a, you know, the, the one, one thing that I've found since I've been in the industry is that, that the industry is really ingrained into the, um, the backbone of the, the communities in, in our country. And, um, you know, it's, we, we, we get stories like, you know, the, the waste collectors driving by and runs into a burning house to save, um, somebody in a burning house, you know, we're out there all the time and they're just constantly stories about how we're interacting with the community. And, you know, that's another thing. Military people are very professional for the most part. They, um, they're they used to dealing with people. And those are the kinds of you know, people we want on the trucks. You know, it's not just a, a pick up a garbage bin and throw it in the truck type of job. You've got to be able to be good with people because they're going to come out and they're going to, you know, have feedback for you in the street. They're going to, um, you know, the community is right there. Um, very close to you, and uh, we need we need people that can interact well with with other other uh, people within the community. I wanted to mention one thing about you know the COVID COVID crisis that we've had here, and Jonathan mentioned that we um, were designated as essential. Um, you know, and we're you know we really call ourselves quite often the original environmentalists. So if you have some you know an environmental bent towards your personality, this, this is also the place to be. Um, it, you know, the, Megan, you'll, you'll see, by the way, you'll start seeing garbage trucks all over the place. You kind of, kind of don't notice them. They just kind of blend in until you start thinking about them. Then you'll see how large 
our, our fleet is of a hundred thousand trucks throughout the throughout the country. But um, you know, if if our service were to stop within just a few days, and certainly within a couple weeks, the entire nature of of a particular city would look different. The 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 waste and the garbage just begins to pile up very quickly, um, and then the public health consequences of that are not far far behind. So during COVID, we have been very proud to say that we have had thus far no major interruptions. When this all started, I think it kind of heated up on March 9th, and we realized that our industry was going to play a vital role here, and we needed to make sure that our people were protected and that the trucks kept rolling. And, you know, very proud to say that thus far, we, we have not had any major outages for the most part. There have been some blips here and there that the industry quickly stepped up to um, cover. But um, for the great, for the most part, we have had no major issues with being able to provide service. And, and you know, what we've been telling people on Capitol Hill and within the, the local um, regulatory and legislative entities throughout the country is you really don't need a waste problem right now. So, so organizations like FEMA and DHS, et cetera, really got behind us to support us. And, um, you know, it, you know, and, and not that COVID was, was exciting by any means, but it was exciting in some ways for our industry because the value of our industry was really able to be shown. And, you know, I think, you know, in, the, in those social media posts I mentioned, there were you know, a lot of incidences where um, communities would come out on the street with signs and things of that nature, just thanking our industry for the job they did. So, so we had quite the time during COVID, and and our our member our 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 employees really stepped up to do their job, just like the military does when when it's time to do their duty. Mm-hmm. And another thing, like you said, just like the military and Jonathan, I'm sure that you can attest to this too, where a lot of service members, they're leaving active duty and they're thinking, what can I do that's going to be rewarding and fulfilling the way that my military career is? And so, Daryl, to all the points that you just made about why it's so essential and critical, it, it's it's just a rewarding career opportunity and a little bit different to where you know, some jobs you take, you're sitting at a desk all day and you really could still be making an impact. But, but with this, you are seeing you're on the front line and you're seeing the difference that you're making. Exactly. And, you know, nothing will ever replace the, the camaraderie that you'll receive, you know, in the military doing some of the things that you do with your guys. But I will say working in the waste industry, this is a tight notch group of people who stick together and even though their mission at the end of the day may seem very simple, pick up trash, but they're doing it on the largest scale possible, working together to do it. And um, just just being able to do that uh, kind of fills some of that camaraderie that, you know, you get in the military, you're going to get a little watered down version of it. It's not going to be the same as the military, but, you know, it's going to be right there, uh, very close comparison to it. Mm-hmm. So, Daryl, I want to talk a little bit more about the NWRA, specifically um, if you could mention some of your member companies, if you're able to do that, maybe some of the, you know, notable ones that people might recognize. And then, you know, what does that partnership with them look like? Why do they partner with the NWRA? Well, they, they don't necessarily partner with us. They're, they're our members, and they they pay dues to our organization, and that's how we manage our operations. And that's, 
you know, how trade associations function. You know, when you come to D.C., one of the things that you'll be startled to learn is how many associations there are. There's an association for, for everything. And um, there, you know, we have, you know, a pretty good sized trade association and a pretty dynamic trade association that's prepared to represent the industry throughout the country. And we don't have, you know, just big companies. We represent small companies as well. So you will represent, recognize some of the national names, some of the larger companies, Waste Management, Republic Services, um, Advanced, uh, Waste Connections, GFL. Those are some of the big names that have, you know, a presence throughout the country. And you can visit their websites and look for jobs. But also um, within your, I know that my, at my, my house um, in Washington, D.C., I'm, I'm picked up by, by a local company. And most people um, throughout the country will also recognize their, their local um, waste handler, and, and, and quite often it's the case that, that it's a small or medium-sized company. So, you know, go to the websites of these large companies or go to the websites of the, the smaller companies that you see in your community that you're familiar with, and more likely than not, there are going to be some job openings. You know, we, we have an abundance of job openings, especially for, for things like drivers, as, I, as I've mentioned. So. Yeah, and that's that's definitely a good way to, to describe it. And, you know, when we're looking at the organization overall, you had mentioned something that I thought was interesting earlier about the pay being, um, I think you said it was, you know, better than it was in some other industries. So I think Absolutely. that's... Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, so, you know, overall, the, the industry, and like Jonathan mentioned, it's a very steady industry. And if you can, you know, if you're have a bent towards looking at the um, um, the financial stability of companies. Take a look at the waste industry. We're, we're very consistent. I came from the mining industry prior to this, and that's known as being a very cyclical um, type of type of business. But the waste industry is is um, very con consistent and, and solid. And um, and I'm sorry. I, I, what was the, what was your question? I, I missed it. No, that's that's very good. And actually, that's my problem because I actually didn't really ask a question yet. But what I was going <laughs> what I was going to say is that we have talked a little bit about some of the positions that are most critical. So what I'm understanding, and for our listeners, that sounds like it's drivers. Um, you mentioned that there were some leadership opportunities, but can you talk a little bit more in detail about the types of critical positions that your member organizations are looking for right now? Yeah, well, well, again, the, you know, talking to the members, you know, you'll always hear the need for drivers, and um, again, it's a, it's a, it's a good job. Oh, you, oh, you asked about the, um, the wages. So, so, and what I was getting at is, we are, you know, a very solid industry, and we tend to pay very well. So, you know, a driver in our industry, I suspect, you know, is going, going to be compensated very well. We, these are not minimum wage jobs. They. They come with a lot of responsibility. They they come with you know, a lot of talent that that is needed, and um, so so that you, you can you can obtain a financially um, beneficial job in our in our industry. So. Yeah, and you know one thing that I was thinking as you were just talking, Daryl, is that I think that the misconception among a lot of people right now is that there are really no jobs out there. You know, unemployment is high. Um, people think that there's not, 
you know, there's nothing for me out there, but it sounds like this is an industry that's just often overlooked, but I mean, yeah. If, yeah. And, yeah. you know, a lot of people these days, especially young people, they, you know, they want to go to work for Google and they want to go to work for Amazon. But, you know, do you really want those jobs? You know, I would ask yourself if you're coming out of the out of the military or, or do you want a job where you can be outside? Do you want a job where you're, you know, can see the results of, of your work immediately? Um, do you want to, you know, be, you know, basically in an army of uh, trucks throughout the country that are that are doing good work? You know, so I would just, you know, ask people to think about what, you know, what's going to actually make them happy with with the job they're they're looking at. Do they want to come out of the military and go into a desk job for the next 30 or 40 years, or do they want something a little more exciting than that? And I, you know, and if that the latter is the case, I would I would really suggest just taking a look at the waste industry. And again, you can see these jobs posted on our websites. You know, we're you know linked in with all sorts of social media posts that we see from the industry and you know i saw numerous you know posts during the covid crisis that said we're hiring so from from our various companies around around the country so you know so go to their websites take a look and uh you know give give us some consideration yeah so jonathan we've talked a lot about you know some of the benefits of a career in this industry and daryl was even just talking about you know the pay compared to other industries it's obviously essential work um is there anything else that our listeners should know maybe in terms of the industry outlook or any other benefits that they might not have thought of already sure and um that's actually something that i, that I wanted to uh, get into is this the waste industry um, you know, we talked about some driving jobs. We've talked about, you know, operating mach machinery. But um, the, the waste industry is so universal. There's there's plenty of jobs in pretty much any category, if you think about it, uh, is going to fall into the waste industry. Like we have IT guys who are working on some of our systems. We have uh, sales guys who are going out um, to various companies, uh, telling them about some of the services that they can provide. So just the, the versatility of the, the waste industry is out there. And that's why I personally think it's, it's appealing because you can pretty much find whatever you want to do in our industry. And, and there's, there's plenty of jobs out there for it. Yeah, we, we also, uh, Megan, have a lot of positions. You know, it's not just drivers. We obviously manage a lot of landfills. You know, the modern landfill is a complex and um, um, impressive place these days. Um, we also manage a lot of uh, recycling facilities where recycled materials are, are sorted and, and um, sold as commodities. So just about any career path you can find within the within the industry where they're you know it be you know out on the out on the roads um helping us collect the waste or or be more of a you know professional technical jobs are, are also available yeah, we, yeah. we have a state-of-the-art r&d guys out there too who are working on things like autonomous vehicles for some of our trucks and then also um various ways to sort different uh recycled materials so uh even you know, even if you're kind of on the techie side, kind of like I am sometimes being a nerd, um, uh, this is an industry for you too, for sure. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of a uh, lot of technology in the industry, like Jonathan says. Even the trucks. When you get into a waste collection vehicle these days, you'll be, you know, pretty amazed at, at what's going on inside the trucks. We have a lot of cameras. We have a lot of controls and uh, you know communication equipment. Um, and, um, you know, it's not just a, you know, a, a lever to, 
you know, to pick up the, the, the waste. There's a, you know, quite a bit going on inside the truck. And that day that I went on a ride along in downtown DC, I was just impressed by how on the, the driver needed to be. There were bikes going by, pedestrians everywhere, and he had to, you know, get into some tight spaces. So I, it was, it was exciting just for me, you know, to watch that, that first couple weeks when I came into the industry. So. That's funny you mentioned that because that's what, when you were talking about different personality traits and things that transfer from the military to this industry, I was thinking patience would have to be at the top of the list because you constantly have people trying to drive around you and you're trying to yep. maneuver around other things. So I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And I, I would be remiss not, not to mention safety a little bit in the industry. Um, you know, the, the job does come, you know, there, there are certain risks involved. We, we um, are right now fighting the, the um, enemy of texting and driving out on the street. Um, a lot of people just aren't as attentive as they used to be um, driving, driving vehicles. And, you know, people coming from the military are, you know, very, very adept at, you know, handling risk and dealing with dangerous situations and being attentive um, during those times and being focused. And that's the kind of person we need in the industry. Yeah, definitely. So if anyone is listening to this podcast and they want to learn more about the industry, are there any educational tools you would recommend to them? You know, our, our primary function is advocacy. So we, we um, spend a lot of time um, making sure that the industry is represented on Capitol Hill um, and throughout the country. So once in a while, we'll put out some educational materials, but that's not really our, um, you know, our, our bread and butter, so to speak. You can certainly visit our website. But there are other groups out there in the recycling space, um, um, et cetera, that, that can also provide educational materials. It doesn't take a, take a lot to find, you know, a lot of information about the industry on online. You know, one thing I was going to ask you, because you mentioned going to the different websites for companies, the bigger names and then the smaller local ones. Do you guys have anywhere on your website or is there like a... Um, I don't know, like comprehensive way to search job postings from your member organizations, or would you just recommend what you said previously, which would be going to their website and checking them out there? Yeah, we, we do have a job board on our website, but, um, and maybe, maybe Jonathan can, while I'm talking, can look up that URL for us. But, um, you know, job boards aren't, don't really seem to be quite all that they used to be. Um, you know, the best way that, you know, if I wanted to get a job in the waste industry, I would look at who's in my, you know, the city where I wanted to, to live. Um, and I would, I would figure out, you know, what waste companies are, are based there and work there and just visit their websites or, or give them a call and, and see what openings they have. And, it, you know, the good thing about the waste industry is, you know, it's very easy to figure out who's in your city just, you know, from, from driving around, you'll see the trucks and just make those contacts. Yeah, and you know, one thing, just to piggyback off of that, what that I didn't think of before when we're talking about benefits is that um, this is an opportunity that you can 
take advantage of anywhere. It's in nationwide. It's in every city, every state. So you're not geographically locked, whereas some industries, um, you kind of do have to live in a certain geographic location. That, that is absolutely true. We, we are everywhere. We're, like I said, we're in all of the congressional districts throughout the country. We, um, um, you know, are picking up waste in every small municipality. Um, you know, and many of the small towns in America have a small company that's been there 30, 40 years. This is a big generational industry. Sometimes some of these businesses are family owned and have been third, fourth generation kind of thing. Um, so I would take a look at the waste companies in your in your your um, um, towns, and if you come from even if you come from small town America, there's a waste company there that you could check out. Yeah, and Jonathan, I think I may have cut you off a, a couple of seconds ago. Did you have something you wanted to add to that? I just wanted to um, to mention that website that Daryl was talking about. So it's jobs.wasterecycling.org backslash job seekers backslash. So um, and on there you could post your resume, uh, see some of the jobs that we have uh, posted on there, and kind of like the the versatility that I was talking about before, um, like the three jobs I'm looking at right now. I have supervisor for for maintenance, senior environmental specialist, and solid waste manager right there. So that's that's very broad. Um, you know you can apply for your jobs there, post resumes. But like Daryl said, uh, you know check out some of our member companies' websites too, especially some of our smaller ones that. Um, uh, might not be on the top of our head because they're closer to you and you see them every day. Just look out your window, see that truck, type it online and, and see what you can find. Yeah. And um, Jonathan, I will get that link from you and I'll include it as well just in our um, show notes, just in case anyone, you know, that might be a good place to get started, but also keeping in mind the other advice you guys have provided as well. So I really appreciate both of you guys joining. Is there anything else that you wanted to add about the industry or, you know, anything related to anything that we've talked about that you want to expand on? Yeah, I, I, I would. And, and this kind of ties into what I said before about, um, you know, kind of just some people's ideas on, on the waste industry and just mine, mine personally, too. You know, when I was uh, first searching for a job, um, you know, this came across across from me from Daryl. Uh, and I knew that, you know, I had such a great connection with Daryl from working with him before. So I'm really curious to see what some of my other coworkers, not only at NWRA, but also in the entire industry are going to be like. And uh, fortunately enough, my first day of work was at one of our bigger conferences where I got to meet these people. And just, they're just phenomenal. They're just phenomenal. I met some of our, our driver of the years where we highlight some of the best drivers in our industry who practice uh, safe measures. I've met a lot of our industry's business leaders. And I was just honestly blown away of not only the uh, professionalism by them, but honestly, just the, the down-to-earthness, because you get a lot of places where, sure, you can have a lot of professional people, but you have a lot of robots moving around working for you. There's no robots in the in the waste uh, and recycling uh, industry. It, it's all people, and that's the my favorite part of it, at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of my favorite things to do on this podcast is to spotlight industries and um, talk to people who are in the industry and can provide some more information so we can sort of look past the surface level of things where, you know, as we've said several times, people just are thinking, oh, this industry is just the people that are driving around and collecting trash. And that's obviously a portion of it, but it's not all that there is. And just to show people that there really is something for everyone. And so I think you know, if we've conveyed that message today, then I think we've done our job. Definitely. 
Yeah, Very Megan, good. and I'll, I'll just mention really quickly also that it's not just the actual waste companies that make up the industry. We have a lot of other manufacturers and consultants and the like in the industry that are also members of our organization, by the way. But the people that make the trucks, that manufacture the recycling equipment, that sorts the recyclables, that you know, that make tires, that, that make just about everything, and you know, or they're you know, environmental consultants, et cetera. So there are a lot of different ways um, to get into the industry if you start investigating it. And you know, that infographic that you referenced, um, where we are, you know, a twenty-six billion dollar industry, and we support. Um, nearly one million related jobs um, as opposed to those that we directly um, employ. So it's a very, very large industry and there's a lot of opportunity. And we, we do appreciate um, Orion and, and you, Megan, for giving us the opportunity to, uh, to talk to you today and uh, spread the word about you know, what's available in the waste and recycling industry. Yes, thank you both so much for your time. And like I said, I'll include the link to that career site, Jonathan, that you mentioned. and maybe a few other resources that we think would be helpful for anyone who's listening that wants to get started and um, is interested in learning more about the industry. So thank you both very much. Thank you so much. Have a great thank day. Thank Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.